Hello, and welcome back to IB Matters. This is the seventh episode in the series on becoming an IB school featuring Rockford High School, which is about 40 miles west of Minneapolis, Minnesota. As you may recall from previous episodes, Rockford is applying simultaneously to become an MYP, DP, and a CP school. It's a big task in any year, but it became doubly difficult with the onset of the COVID-19 crisis of 2020. Local Rockford parent Maris Ellers is the host and asks IB coordinator Dr. Matthew Scheidler questions about the end of the 2020 school year in the time of the coronavirus, and she asks about the virtual consultant visits they had this spring. They also talk about the process of adding official IB policies as required in the IB application process. Dr. Scheidler talks about getting all the stakeholders involved, which is the best practice encouraged by IB. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Maris Ellers, and for those of you who don't know me, I run the Rocket Pride Facebook group on Facebook, of course, where we spend a lot of time just sharing our experiences as parents and students and community members of Rockford Area Schools. And I am joined today with Dr. Matthew Scheidler. Hi, Dr. Scheidler. Hello, Maris. It's great to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. We're coming to you from our our respective Zooms from our own homes. So it's kind of a different experience. We're used to sitting down face to face, but it's nice to hear your voice. Well, thank you. It's, I'm really excited that we're able to take this next step in communication and being as responsive as we can. Um, I think for all of us, uh, if there is a silver lining in this COVID crisis, is that we've all gained a whole new set of skills in technology and communication (laughs) and netiquette and whatever else you want to throw in there. That is for sure. That's for sure. You know, um, I wanted to take a minute and just kind of acknowledge where our parents and students probably are right now. We just wrapped up the school year this past week. And I think we all had just a crazy couple of months with e-learning and managing that. And I think it maybe for some of us, it was hard, a little bit harder to focus on what's coming around the corner because we were so involved in just sort of surviving that e-learning experience and making it as, as um, good as it possibly could be. So tell me a little bit um, how you guys from the school district, how you felt like that the year wrapped up, wrapped up how it went. Well, Maris, I think it, it is so important that we acknowledge just the unprecedented efforts of all of the stakeholders in, in education. Um, our staff, you know, our staff had to completely change from a face-to-face model to a distance learning model. And if you think about it, not only were we building that airplane while we're flying it, we also are envisioning uh, an MYP for both ninth and 10th grade for next year and what that looks like. We are envisioning diploma program, uh, you know, course outlines and schedules, and we're envisioning um, career-related program outlines and schedules and options for kids. So our our staff didn't just have the dimension of adjusting from face-to-face to distance learning. They also had the added complexities of how do we bring international baccalaureate programming to a school district that's never had it before. 
And I can really speak um, from my heart, from what I witnessed in our Google Meets, um, just whether it's individual groups, individual teachers working with me or groups of teachers or our entire staff. I really, really am, am impressed and continue to be impressed with their flexibility and ingenuity. I think that's well said. And I think I'd like to just add to that, that um, I can't imagine any of us going to work one day and finding out that you have to totally revamp the way you work, what you deliver, how you deliver it. And, you know, just kind of change absolutely everything about your job and only have a short window of time to figure it all out before you have to be up and running and serving your customers. I think it would be a monumental um, challenge for anybody, but the, I feel like the staff and teachers at Rockford did a great job. So I think a lot of parents are really appreciative of that. So let's transition into a little bit. Um, let's transition to IB. And what I'd like to do first is have you explain to me a little bit about the authorization process now that we're a year into this and what that looks like and what's next. Sure. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of where we've been where we are and where we're going. So last spring, uh, by April 1st, we submitted applications for candidacy for the middle years program, for the diploma program, and for the career-related program. And by May of 2019, we had found out we were moving forward as a candidate school in all three programs. So that was great. Um, in June, we, we had a chance to connect with our consultants, and, and I really cannot give enough praise for our consultants. In fact, I had an hour meeting with our DP and CP consultant earlier today, uh, and I'll have another hour meeting with her on Friday. We're going through our application and uh, just making sure it's as prepared as possible. And our MYP consultant is just as impressive, and um, we'll, we'll talk about the site in a moment. Um, then throughout the year, throughout the summer and the fall, um, we had access to our consultant. We could share questions with them. Um, they're supposed to give us a minimum of 20 hours. I can tell you both of our consultants have gone way over that. Um, we, we've got a lot of questions, and they've been very responsive, so we're really, really fortunate. This fall, we had an MYP kickoff from our MYP consultant. It was led by Nani, and she did a wonderful job uh, really getting our staff on the same page as we started MYP programming this school year. Then um, we had site visits by our consultant. So in January, we had our diploma program and career-related program site visit with Rachel Moyer, our consultant. That went really well. We, we received a consultant report, and that provided a, a lot of valuable feedback. And then this May, so right in the midst of COVID, we have to give our staff, our stakeholders, students, parents, board members, admin team, everyone participated in remote or virtual meetings with our NYP consultant for that site visit. And so we will receive uh, just about any day now our NYP consultant report. And that really will provide a roadmap for our next steps of what we need to do. Where where, where, where do we have areas of growth, right? Where, where do we need to provide more information or uh, find a different way to reach out to people? And um, maybe some of our uh, documentation has to be updated. It's really, really a, uh, a wonderful experience. We've learned a lot, and we're excited to take the next steps. And the next steps from where we are 
by the end of this month, we will have submitted our diploma program and our career-related program applications for authorization. And once we send those in, um, then we'll find out uh, if we're accepted to move to the next stage. And the next stage would be an authorization visit, which would take place this coming fall. And there's a lot of questions of what school is going to look like in the fall. I, I can't really answer all those questions right now, but we might have a virtual authorization visit. Um, and, and heck, we're ready for it. We just did it. So um, one thing our consultant says, we're one of the first schools in the world that has completed a consultant uh, remote site visit. And she was very, very impressed, whether it was our students, our staff, our families, our, you know, our, we had 12 parents, I think, parents who were engaged in one of those meetings. Um, our board members, we, it really was a great way to, a great chance and opportunity for folks to share what they know and, and really find out where we're going. Yes, I did have the opportunity to participate in the parent group, and I thought it was really quite interesting. But I think the fun part for me was my daughter participated in the student group, and I got to listen to some of that as it was happening. And it was so fun to hear these freshmen at the time uh, talking about what IB meant to them and how they felt it was going at Rockford and how it had changed their education. And it was it was really just, it was really neat to hear and to hear them engaging with the consultant and with you on the call and uh, just to hear their insights. It was really neat. I, I agree. It's again, I, I use that term inspired uh, was mm -hmm. when I heard those students talk. And, you know, one of the questions was which of the attributes of the IB learner profile um, best describes you. And every right. kid picked a different attribute and really gave specific uh, explanations or connections. And it's like, wow, that's, that's a great way to make that connection and a great mm -hmm. way to describe their connection. And they also had really good questions. And that's a, a big process of the, uh, the authorization uh, candidacy. A lot of times we have more questions than answers and that's okay. Um, I think where we are blessed is that we have such a strong uh, Association of Minnesota IB Schools, that's MNIB is the acronym. Um, they do a fantastic job of being responsive. Um, if I send a question out to one of my coordinator groups, I'll get five or six answers within five minutes. You know, people are just on it. They, they reach out and help out fellow members because they know when they have a question, everyone will pool their efforts, their experiences, and their expertise to help them out. So I cannot give enough credit to John Peterson, the executive director, uh, the administrative team of MNIB and, and all the coordinators for, for what they do. Great. So let's move on to the new mission statement and policies for Rockford. I know you talked a little bit over the last couple of weeks that <clears throat> the mission statement is something I think you said that will, that will be kind of recrafted or readdressed every year. And so we're in the process of doing that now. What can you tell me about that? Sure. The, the, there are five documents. And if you go to our RHS IB program page, it's available on the academics tab on the high school webpage. And what you'll see, the first item you see is a link to our podcast, so you get to see Maris' smiling face right away. And if you scroll down just a little bit, uh, you'll see links to, uh, say, for example, I'll start with the mission statement. 
And every school that strives to be an international baccalaureate authorized world school needs to have a mission statement that's also aligned with the goals of the International Baccalaureate Organization. So on that statement, the draft statement, I have the ID mission statement, and I'm just gonna share a bit of it because I think it is uh, very, very important and significant. The International Baccalaureate aims to develop inquiring, knowledgeable, and caring young people who help to create a better and more peaceful world through intercultural, intercultural understanding and respect. Absolutely. That's what we all want to strive for. And then the last sentence, these programs encourage students across the world to become active, compassionate, and lifelong learners who understand that other people with their differences can also write. And I think just with everything happening in the world around us right now, um, it, that mission statement just resonates even more powerfully. with me. And I know it does with our staff and our students and our family members. Um, there also will, is a link on our webpage for uh, folks to share their feedback on our mission statement and our four IB policies. So I welcome everyone. We're in that uh, window of feedback right now until June 15th. Please share your thoughts in, in the Google form. It doesn't take too long because we really want to hear from you and every voice matters. Um, so then we have an, a draft RHS mission statement. And what we've said is the mission of Rockford High School is to foster the development of a caring environment by prioritizing personal relationships and creating a collaborative culture that prepares all students to become inquisitive, lifelong learners who act as compassionate global citizens. So that is our effort um, after year one. That's what our staff has created. And what's really interesting now, because I'm watching the feedback as it comes in through that Google form uh, is to see some people uh, have, say, hey, it's great as it is. Some people say, maybe it should include this. or Maybe this part shouldn't be in there. Maybe it's a little too wordy. So as I said before, all the feedback matters. And what we'll do as an administrative team, we're going to start on June 15th. And we're going to look at the feedback we've received. And again, lay out our plan for how we're going to engage our stakeholders throughout the 2021 school year because we, we start this process again and we're already much farther along than we started last school year. Mm -hmm. This school year, not, uh, we have these draft statements, we have some feedback and it'll be a, a yearly annual endeavor. Well, that's good, that's exciting. It sounds like you have made a lot more progress and if we can get some parents to participate in that, it'll make it uh, provide that feedback, it'll make it that much richer and, and more, I don't know, in tune with things as we move forward. Well, it is, I appreciate that, Marison. And yes, we want parents, we want community members, we have students that have shared their, their viewpoints. I mean, you know, we are in school for students and we want to make sure uh, whether it's our mission statement or our policies. And I just want to give a, a quick overview. We have a draft academic integrity policy an assessment policy, an inclusion policy, and a language policy. So all of those are, are very, very important and is one aspect of um, our requirements as we become an IB school is that we have these practices in place. And I'm actually going to be presenting um, a status report of where we are in this process to the school board at our June meeting. And that's great. When is that? When in June is that meeting? 
That is Monday, June 22nd. Okay. So maybe we can chat after that and you can give us an update. Yes, that'd be great. That would be great. Well, thank you for talking with me today. I appreciate it. You provided some great insight as to where we're at and what our next steps are in our certification process and where we look to be headed. So I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, Maris. Thanks for your ongoing support uh, on in so many ways, on so many levels, uh, in your family, in the community, um, really helping get the word out. And if I could leave folks with one message, it's that we are on track. We, we know COVID has dealt severe blows to so many areas of our economy, our education system, our society. Um, well, what I will say is we are adjusting and we are adapting and we're going to make sure we get our applications uh, submitted. They're, they'll be as refined as possible. I mean, I've, I've been meeting with teachers and administrators and fellow coordinators and consultants um, as we as we approach this deadline. And it's not over once we submit the, these applications, right? It's just we, we, we're going to be an ongoing continuous growth model um, because we know we can always get better. We can always communicate more effectively and efficiently. And if, if folks have questions or ideas um, or feedback, I'd love to hear it. Please uh, go to our IB program webpage and my email address is on there. And we have uh, a lot of information to, to help people regardless of what your comfort level or understanding level of international baccalaureate programming is we have the information there and it's, it's a great chance to, to launch a conversation. Awesome, thank you. And as always, if anyone has any questions or uh, comments or things that you would like me to ask Dr. Scheidler in our next podcast, feel free to reach out to me through the Rocket Pride Facebook group or you can also send me an email. Great, thank you, Dr. Scheidler. All right, thank you so much, Maris. Have a great day. You can learn much more about becoming an IB World School using links in our podcast notes, as well as on the IB website at ibo.org. Now that we have around 50 IB Matters episodes covering a range of topics, we've created a webpage for the podcast, which is organized by program and by topic. The link to the website is in those podcast notes. Please find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Follow us on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking, sharing, and reviewing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In just over a year, we've been heard in over 135 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.